A boy's best friend is his mother. Janet! Dr. Scott! Janet! Man! Rocker! Oh, you're so cool, Brewster! I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? It was an asylum! And it was hell! 20 years of pure hell! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hey, shouldn't you be folding towels somewhere, sniffing jock straps? Better give me those shoes, then mine give them back to me! How many times do I have to tell you Ursula Andres belongs with the transvestites, not the perverts? Oh, you heterosexuals. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You're a bullshit artist! They're coming! They're coming! Welcome to Screaming Queens, the horror podcast with the Queer Eye View. I've had too much gin already. My name's Jonathan Larkin. He's Jonathan Larkin. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, last time I checked. He's Stephen Moore. Am I? Yeah. yeah, he's Martin Fennerty. Oh, I'm driving, so I'm, st- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still Jonathan Moore. <laughs> Welcome to our second, well, it's actually, if, if you include our original Vizio Nasties episodes, it's our third, but we're talking about the new, our new season, if you want to be American, <laughs> and our second new, our second Vizio Nasty special, we're looking at two of the more fun entries into the video nasty list if you go back and listen to our most recent one we talked about possession which is anything but fun i mean you can call it a lot of things but you can't call it fun shit whereas we thought we'd go for two films that are fun one of them's got fun in the title can you guess what it is we're not <laughs> gonna my yeah we're not going to tell you but first up we're talking about the burning um and also i did in the last episode of the um video nasty special i did a, a we, we did a preamble on to set the scene about video nasties we're not going to do that again so go back and listen to that one if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about most people who are listening to this will know what we mean anyway so video nasties 72 titles seized and uh, investigated for prosecution for uh, being obscene in the UK under a Tory government in the early 80s so films bad censorship good yay Tories yeah basically that's yeah that was that was the the whole gist of it really so of these of this list we've picked out a few that we wanted to investigate further and so first up we're going to talk about the first was it the first movie the Weinsteins worked it's on? the first yeah, Harvey Weinstein it's the first Miramax film I think yeah it was first Miramax <coughs> film first film so Harvey Weinstein produced it I yeah. think they wrote they both of them wrote it together didn't they one of them produced it and one of them co-wrote it yeah I think they I think they produced I think they produced it and Harvey Weinstein is credited as co-writing it. And I think they were in... He was... Well, according to Wikipedia, he was inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween and wanted to get into horror films. Yeah. And that that gave us a film called The Burning from 1981. This summer, if you're planning to go camping, don't. If you're looking forward to midnight swims, don't. Sneak on back to the campsite. Get some matches. Build us a hot fire. Don't be long. And if you're thinking about being with someone where no one can see you, don't. Because this summer, a legend of terror isn't just a campfire story anymore. They say he smashed his way through the bunk room door, just a mass of flames. Ride out! I will return! I will have my revenge! 
inspired by the legend of Cropsey, Cropsey. urban legend kind of came out of upstate New York um, around the 60s and 70s and it's that kind of you know familiar campfire tale told to, to warn children and teenagers not to be naughty not to have sex because a creepy girl guy called Cropsey will come and kill you there's a very good documentary about this on Netflix as well yes yeah. and really scary yes yeah, mm. scary as fuck mm. but we have to watch well, yeah it's good. It's good I'm so, glad I'd seen that before I'd seen this because mm. I didn't know the Cropsey myth. Mm. It's not a myth. Well, Cropsey. Do we think it, I'm, I'm sorry, we're going, I'm going to digress a little bit, but it's interesting to see in after like Making a Murderer, that documentary, if this happened now, if they were, was it Andre Rand, was the guy who yeah. um, put the Cropsey legends on? Mm. You know, if he was being investigated now, would they? try and look at it as like a mentally ill person who was railroaded for this crime. Yeah. After, especially after this making a murderous show. Very know. possibly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's interesting seeing that documentary when it's very much this guy did it, he came for our kids and, you know, it, you know, 10, 15 years later it might be different. Yeah, yeah. in the world of the podcast um, serial, which yeah, is yeah. like similar sorts yeah. of ambiguous... And West Memphis 3 and all yeah. like that. Yeah, ambiguous... Um, just interesting. Outcomes for trials, yeah. Be interesting, yeah. Back to the film, guys. Sorry. 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 <laughs> it's kind of related. As well. It is. <laughs> There's lots of things to listen and watch. Yes, but you should be listening to us. Even if these lot do ramble. Um, so, back to the film. And uh, so, in this film, Cropsey is sort of transplanted onto a Friday the 13th type slasher. Um, plot and um, we've got a summer caretaker summer camp caretaker called Cropsey and um, the, the, we, we open with a prank everyone hates him so a bunch of boys get together to give him a scare and the scare everything that can go wrong in the scare goes wrong and Cropsey is suddenly engulfed in flames and is horribly disfigured and then five years later he leaves hospital goes to see a prostitute murders her and then uh, heads heads to the nearest summer camp, covered in deformities, and just seeks revenge on the kids with garden shears. And we go from there. Can we just start with like that was the most pathetic prank in the world? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna put like a really glam crystal skull, which I'd be kind of into, like on the side of the bed. I'd be like, oh, a gift. Up. And I'd be like, oh, who cares about me? Yeah, yeah. It's got little maggots on it and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just not scary. And then he obviously I know we're in what 1981. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was this before Stop Drop and Roll came in? Because that man didn't know what to do. <laughs> didn't know what we mentioned that no. very much. I'm just going to run for the lake of water that's 20 feet down the road and hope I don't die in the meantime yeah it's just the opening was a bit weird yeah those shaking legs as well with Tom Savini they were his legs Mm. yeah which if you'd have watched I've got the arrow version of this okay I think you've got his no my version is um, Shell Factory the American one but I think arrows is basically a copy of that Yeah. yeah I think yeah, because I think a lot of it is credited to, but there's a 
thing got away, the man who plays Cropsy. Cropsy takes credit for that scene and he's talking about how his legs moved up and down and then when you watch the other special feature on it it talks Tom about how Tom Zavini does it and yeah. I'm like oh it's a little bit because mm-hmm. he said he wanted, he wanted to outdo himself for everything he did in Friday the 13th he wanted to yeah. go one better in this and he film. did yeah he did it's fun so this one came out a year almost a year exactly after Friday the 13th and Tom Savini turned down doing the special effects for Friday the 13th part 2 to work on this and I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did because one of the ha- one of the highlights of this film is definitely the special effects. I, I love them. I yeah, mean, so brilliant. So grisly, aren't they? Some of them are amazing. Yeah. Amazing. What, what's, what's your favorite kill in this? Let's go straight for the jugular. I mean, this film doesn't mean far too much. But what's your, what's your favorite kill? The jugular. Let's just go straight to the shears in the neck. Oh, it gets stuck to the tree. We stick them to. The... No, not the tree one, which I do like as well. But no, the one where on the raft. Ah, uh, poor so, Eddie. Oh, and yeah. he gets. The shears to the neck, and I love how simple that trick is. Yeah. And then when I watched it during the film, I was like, "Wow!" And then I watched the special features mm. about it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, shit! That's basically someone's head with a plastic doll underneath." But, but I was like, you, but but I, you completely you bought it. You really can't. You you can't tell that though in the film. When you in that moment, it was genius. And what you get from watching them film it over and over again is how good an actor the boy the lad is. Yeah, yeah. Eddie is really good. He was fun. It's the oh, different okay. ways he dies over and over again, and yeah. he, he goes cross-eyed all the time as well, which is really funny. I found him quite cute actually. Yeah, he was good. I think my favourite kill is probably the, the fingers being chopped yeah. off. I was going to say so the fingers. fingers. It's a good it's one. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The whole scene in the canoe where it's I was watching it with Louise, and it's you know what should be coming. You, you know it's like oh it's daytime. They're just in a raft. Oh, they're going to find the bodies. And then, it's just broad daylight, he just appears and starts butchering them. And it's like, that's yeah. amazing. You didn't see that coming. Yeah. I know this is too early for me. They completely took that scene, what that should have been, of yeah. finding the dead bodies and flipped it in its fucking head. Yeah. But, like, it's so early in the slasher genre that that's, mm. that's actually so innovative. And Yeah, it shows you that some people were thinking a little bit outside the box even back then. Yeah, because really. that... That's me blowing my mind now yeah. with like 2017. No, <laughs> in a 2017 point of view, I was still watching that going, shit, you just like completely yeah. sideswiped me with that. I didn't yeah. see that coming. I suppose though, you, you'd only had slashes for, you know, five years and they were, you know, they were trying to be different then and we've had, you know, 30, 40 years of them now mm. and people are still falling into the same traps. <laughs> yeah, not trying to be different. That's the problem. We're yeah. just trying to follow it as... Oh, bit cool and slasher. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably I think there's probably more freedom around filmmaking than there is now. In a lot of ways, now you're much more reliant on corporate money. Yeah. Yeah, and we've said this before in previous episodes. I think we said this at our very first episode of this year that you're more likely to get creativity from independent productions yeah. than yeah. you are from yeah. mainstream yeah. Hollywood. And maybe that's always been the case, but it's very, very few, it seems very, very particular now. Well, what an irony then that we're talking about the creativity of an indie film that was created by the Weinstein. Yeah, <laughs> ubiquitous Hollywood producers. Yeah. yeah. But everyone starts off as indie before they become huge, and before mm. they sell their souls oh, yeah, yeah. to the film industry. Yeah. The same people who made Cursed, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually just a great example <coughs> and of like that kind of typical slasher film and the story and everything was made before Friday the 13th came out so it's not like it was a copy like even though it might come across as a copy afterwards seeing that and everything they weren't taking it from there and then that's maybe why it still feels a little bit fresh 
a little bit interesting because they weren't doing exactly what had been done before and changing it. They were, yeah, they were making their own thing, and I their think, own thing was just similar. Because summer camp's an easy thing to do, though, isn't it? Because it is a classic. There's even a scene in the film where that well, two scenes in the film where they're telling a ghost story mm. about the campfire. Yeah. It's a classic thing to do when you're on when yeah. you when you're camping is tell a story around the fire or in in the dark and you know lots of these films will have been aimed at teenage audience so one way of getting to them who will have been camping one way or another is to tie into that you know it's sleepaway camp it's this film it's friday the 13th yeah how do you scare people you do something you scare them by something that they're familiar with yeah Definitely. Yeah, because some of these kids might have been going to summer camps as well, yeah. I think. And it's like, you're watching this in, in the winter and then oh, a few months' time, you'll be there, just go yeah. you. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, Casey Townsend, who plays the hooker, can we just appreciate the, the beauty of, of her? <laughs> She's brilliant. <laughs> reclining on the bed with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. I've got her in the living. She's a really She's amazing. <laughs> She's a bad flair. She didn't know what to do. Well, I don't think no. really a flair to be a prostitute. <laughs> it's kind of given. Yeah, but she, was, she was trying, but like it was just failing miserably. I was like, girl, get a flair, you went to the table and I don't get paid for it. Do you know what I thought that was quite well, I thought that was quite authentic. She was like a proper She was rough, she around, was like the edges. rough around the edges and she was like a a, a pre heroin crack whore. She was like crack you whore. Oh yeah, because we thought there was there was there were there were sex workers before heroin crack <laughs> and before then they were just drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and that's the truth. And she, that's what she yeah. was. Yeah. You know, and recently you I think she was actually <laughs> we do. She was quite I thought she was quite authentic. She was good at a job. And she was great. She was good at a job. And um she didn't automatically react terribly to his horrible disfigurement. Dis- she was kind of trying to be nice about it, but then it just didn't really work out very well for her. Yeah, as long as you get your money out, don't care. Yeah, and the death as well, the stabbing of her was really horrible, I thought. Mm. It was really grim. But the way he's twisting the knife in her belly oh, and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. There's yeah. no real reason for that. He just, just kills her. Yeah. I think he just realised that the next killing would be another 15 minutes after that, so he needs to do Fit, like, like, it was like another, yeah. I 14? mean, uh, my, yeah. So, I, I've got, I have got issues with this film. I think it's good. I think, I think it's a sweet slasher movie. I think it's really, it's it's nice and, um, nostal- it's a nice nostalgic mm, slasher yeah. movie. It makes, it does take you right back to being a kid, watching your, your first slasher film. It's got VHS written all over it. However, I think it's too fucking slow. I think the first hour of it, um, there needs to be at least two two other killings before the killings started. Mm. I say less camp. slow, more like dicties. Like mm, a it, bit, was, yeah. it was just fake scare after fake scare after yeah. fake scare, and I was like, okay, but give me an actual scare now. Like it wasn't yeah. slow. I was there, and mm. it was tense, and it was with the characters and everything, and it was fun. But it, yeah, it just didn't capitalise on anything. Yeah. Maybe prickties was a theme for the film. Mm. It was. There was a bit of prick teasing <laughs> yeah. in the film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all prick teasers. They really were. Um, I think, yeah, for me, I mean, I think quality-wise, this is better than Friday the 13th. Mm, yeah. However, Friday the 13th brought more kills. Than, than, yeah. mm. Earlier on, you know, it, it, it sort of kept the pace going a little bit better Definitely. So it performed a little bit I better. I think that it's given you time to get to know the characters a bit more. The more you know them, it kind of it makes it a bit more meaningful when they're killed. They're not just fodder for the... 
for the, the slasher basically are they but I didn't, I, but I didn't feel that yeah, there's like literally three of them that I know and then the rest of them were yeah. just I feel like I didn't, know, I didn't I didn't really care the only people I really cared about were Jason Alexander because he was hot Todd is that the main guy Todd the main guy oh yeah he's hot and um and the girl oh, I don't have a name the main one it's the main one she survives but then she's not even in the finale she finds the bodies in the canoes. She does. In the canoe. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I, f- I knew and cared about those three, and none of, none of them died. Do you think it's good to get to know Glazer, who's the bully? Mm, yeah. Um, like I think I didn't like him. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I didn't I think he, he was meant to be fit, and he wasn't. Yeah, he was yeah, hot, that, that was disappointing. He was hot on paper, and then they cast him. <laughs> and and he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't yeah. fit in that muscle the top red, the, the red shorts did did sway me a little bit, but, but... They were pulled up too far, too high. I would have um, been yeah. into the hot bully if he was hot, but yeah. he wasn't. It was, in some sense, it was good to get to know the characters. I just wonder if they could have... Uh, I would... I would have liked to have them to have done it in a different yeah, way. Yeah, definitely. And totally it, it, there was, it did feel like a bit of a vacuum. Yeah. But I was glad in the end that I sort of, I did know some of the characters. It would have been a bit easy for them to be all a bit anonymous yeah. in some ways. And also, I mean, looking at it another way, the canoe scene is so shocking mm. and it's so like out there. And I feel like possibly if people had died every 10 minutes before that, it might not have been. Mm. So for that reason, you know, maybe it's worth. Maybe the wait's worth it. Is that the first? Does the, the girl get killed? Doesn't she? But then you don't really see what happens, and the you, you assume, in the water. Yeah, you assume they're gonna find her body. So I think that is like the first major. Yeah, scene, there, 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 there is an actual kill before this. Where is that? Well, there's Karen. Do you think of Skinny Dipping? Skinny yeah, Dipping and she finds all of Karen her clothes and drift around the yeah. And Karen is a complete prick tease and I couldn't wait for it to die. Oh, she's such a whinger. Oh, whinger, yeah. oh whinger, whinger, here's whinger, my binge. I'm getting whinger. naked in the water with you, but please still don't touch me. And don't yeah. get a hold on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. I was like, suck his dick. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? She has got the right to say no. But he wasn't actually pressuring her that oh, much no. until she actually got completely naked and then did take him about 30 feet out into the water and swam with him. Well, anyway, no, I, I think what I'm trying to say there is um, the female characters in this annoyed me a little bit because they were all a bit like that. They were all a bit like, oh, don't touch me, oh, here's my turns. Oh, don't touch me. It was a bit of a man fest, wasn't it? Like, yeah. All the main characters were men. And everyone I guess what was men. Because I think there were, other, there were other horror films of this era where actually... The same outcome happens typically, you know, obviously you have sex and you die and you get murdered horribly. But actually there were other horror films this era where the girls do flirt with the lads, they do get the tits out or whatever, but actually they do enjoy sex. They have sexual yeah. they're sexual beings and they enjoy their sexuality. Yeah. And enjoy sex. And I guess that's not necessarily a criticism. The characters may be a criticism of the film. The girls either they're neither one thing nor the they're other. They're not fleshed out. They're not fleshed out at all. Yeah. They're either you know, they they try to be all things when Ooh. actually not that this era of film is necessarily brilliant around women, but Actually, it is. It's yeah. It's better that women are recognised being sexual beings and yeah. enjoying sex and having some power in it than being some strange, ambiguous feature. Yeah, and also when a woman in a horror film is a sexual being and is owning that, and men get naked, you you kind of on board with it. But then if someone is 
flaky and not really a, re- a really well drawn character and then gets naked that looks more exploitative than it does yeah. in the, yeah, the sleazier film you yeah. know in the, in yeah. the sluttier quote unquote exactly yeah. but you know it's the own choices yes yeah, you know she had that choice um, I did. Um, there was an early line which I thought was um, I think it's a glazer is complaining to one of the camp counsellors say oh you're going to get in trouble and he says <laughs> and, he, and then he's reminiscing about the time he almost burnt a man to death <laughs> <laughs> and then he said I got sent home from camp for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like, so I almost killed someone and I got sent home yeah, it, was, it, yeah. was, it was the worst day of my life I got sent home from camp <laughs> One of my favourite lines was when um, Dave's trans- Dave's selling the um, the condoms, and uh, and Glazer says, "I wanted lubricated rubbers," and it's just thought, "Clearly, you can't get a girl wet." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now sit down, young man. And me say that dry is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the the bit where Alfred, so Alfred's like the the there's always like a nerdy geeky one, isn't there? Who will probably be, you know, but he was a weird one. For that usual geek character, he was a bit of a pair. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a bit distant and a bit, a bit. Um, I almost felt like he was almost like if he was written now, he'd be. He'd have to say he had Asperger's or something. Yeah, yeah, he was that's completely like, yeah. Um, but uh, the the scene where he sees Cropsy at the window shit me up. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was proper good scare. The prank schools where he's telling the story around the campfire, and then he then, then Swan he, turns up with the mask on. Yeah, that looks like the guy from Funhouse. Yeah. Looks like the monster. Yeah, yes. I like the fact that even though that was a scary story originally, the way that story got exaggerated again around the campfire was really fun. Yeah, because that's real, isn't it? That's mm. what people like, do. Like, that was like, this is a scary story, but then we're going to make it worse and tell it around the campfire, but then it's actually going to happen in this film and it's going to be worse again. Yeah. It, it was a really good oh, yeah, idea yeah, to do it. To pass it forward. Yeah. Kind of One time, this Cropsy really went after this kid from Brooklyn. Followed him around night and day. He made this kid's life living hell. But this time he chose the wrong guy. Because the kid and some of his buddies had planned a little prank that would scare the living shit out of Cropsy. Only problem was, the gag went wrong. The next thing anyone knows, Cropsy's trapped alive and burning in his bunk. They try to get him out, but the fire's so fierce they can't reach him. All they can do is stand outside and listen to him cry out in agony. They say he smashed his way through the bunk room door, just a mass of flames. And as he screamed out, burned alive, he cried out, I will return! I will have my revenge! They never found his body. He survived. He lives on whatever he can catch. Eats them raw, alive. No longer human. Right now, he's out there, watching, waiting. Don't look. He'll see you. Don't move. He'll hear you. Don't breathe. You're dead! Hospital porter at the oh, beginning. Brilliant. Brilliant. He looks like, like a he's, fucking big mac. The way, the way he's describing poor Cropsy is terrible. At least, oh, that is awful. 
<laughs> he's basically he's basically saying look at the fucking state yeah. of this fella <laughs> <laughs> he's saying like you ain't seen nothing like this wait till you see this fucking freak right. <laughs> you know? once again I watched this one with Terry and he gave me a 15 minute rant about how you could not say this with patience and I was like Terry I know it's film shut up <laughs> tell, Terry, tell Terry that's what private health care brings mm-hmm. you exactly I was gonna I was about to say you don't get that on the NHS do you listen you got a minute no I, I, I want to show you something I... down the hall after you see this guy, you'll never want to come back in here again. Man, this guy's burned so bad, he's cooked a fucking Big Mac overdone. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a miracle he's still alive. Was me, I prefer to be dead. No way I'd want to be like this freak. He's a monster, man. I've been working here 10 years, and I'm telling you, I ain't never seen anything like this. In here, man. Come on, take oh, a look. Listen, I gotta go. You want to be a doctor, right? This is what you gotta see. This is where it's at. Now, this is Burns. You ain't never gonna forget this, man. As long as you live, you're never gonna see a freak like this. And then the, our first sort of glimpse of camp life is a slow-mo tip bounce when the girls are playing the Super Bowl, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, Sleepaway Camp a little bit. Well, it was like yeah. the antithesis to Sleepaway Camp, wasn't it? It was like the, it was like the, the female equivalent, mm. basically. It made me realise just how gay Sleepaway Camp is. I still think this is really gay. Like, to me, it is. It's so... Um, like, all of the characters are male and everything is so masculine and they're the forefront of everything i just feel like every female in this is secondary yeah everything is so dominated by the men all the main characters are men it's a final guy again well yeah yeah because sally would be the obvious choice for being in the finale being saved by by um what's his name it's the camp counter, isn't it? What's his name? Todd. 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 Sally would be the obvious choice for Todd's rescue, and then it's it's Alfred, isn't it? That, mm. that he he save him yeah. from Cropsey, which is yeah. That, that's it's it's a it's a big turnaround again. Like with the canoe scene again, it's something different that's kind of been brought to this film, and it's interesting. If Alfred was like the final girl, Todd and Alfred would fall in love. Yeah, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which you know, I'd like to maybe they did. <laughs> I, I think Alfred would. Turn, I think Alfred's got a bit of growing into his looks to do. I think there was glimpses yeah. of actually he might have been well, he good nice looking further, further once he got. A bit he had a nice ass. Hmm. I yeah. did notice that. Everyone had a nice ass and looks wet shorts <laughs> and men's buns. I salute you too. <laughs> <laughs> Match made in heaven. But yeah, I did spend a lot of the time. So the canoes, the, when they were out on the canoes, I was trying to see on Jason Alexander's shorts. <laughs> I must say. I must Do you know when that canoe scene, they extended it? I think they took it back to Edson three or four times because they just wanted it longer and longer. And it did feel like it was going on. With the actual night attack? Yeah, like the approach to the canoe. Oh, yeah. it did go on, yeah. Hmm. yeah. But like, Good though. It works so perfect, and I'm glad. Yeah. I'm so made up that they sent it back and went a little longer and longer and longer because that worked so yeah, well for that twist. I feel like Cropsy jumping up with the shears. That that image is really, really iconic, icon- iconic horror, isn't completely it? Completely iconic and terrifying as but, well. Yeah, because once again, I've seen that 
long before it actually had yeah. the film, I'd seen that mm. image. But my thought was, if I was doing that, how would I do it and not fall in the water? Yeah, and kill all those people <laughs> yeah. and not fall in the water. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he steps onto the raft. Maybe. I really enjoyed the girl getting a head slit. I think that yeah. one was kind of underappreciated. All of the kills it? in that section are amazing. Except that fairly just like flops in the water. Like she just goes, ah! <laughs> yeah. And Holly Hunter didn't die. Holly Hunter was like in the background. And yeah, yeah she was. At least speak. There's but quite a few, isn't there? People who went on to act in other Fisher Stevens, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So what did he do? So, yeah, so I, I, I didn't recognise him because he didn't have really racist face paint on. Because he's the Indian doctor in short turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Amazing. And I think the guy who plays Alfred, he, he was in quite a lot of films as well. I think he's in quite a few... Uh, he's in Law and Order. Okay. He's, uh, I think he's a lawyer in that. But he's, in, he's been in a lot of other stuff. I, I, think, he's in, I think he's in Goodfellas. I think he's, been in, I think he's in Goodfellas as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously Jake Alexander's in Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. I will give commandments to the, the actual camp here because the raft that they built to go out was really, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, if I tried to build a raft, I'd just sink. Mm. It would not work. So I wasn't impressed. Well, I thought the raft was acceptable. I thought it was great. <laughs> oh, you're kind of scared of the raft. <laughs> well, I was in scouts. So uh, let's just okay. say. Which scouts? <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Let's. Anyway. How many scouts have we been? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on no list. <laughs> let's put it that way. What I was really impressed with was the homemade paddles more than the raft. Yeah, that was good. Yes. You can make a raft, but to make homemade paddles out of twigs and branches, that's like some kind of a Bjork song. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would quite like to be like fed grapes while sitting on this yeah. raft, though, while the other people paddled. That's, yeah, that's my idea of camping. Yeah. yeah. I'm an outdoorsy, <laughs> I'm a very outdoorsy girl, as long as I don't have to do any of the work. Mm. Yeah, a bit like Elizabeth Taylor or coming in in Cleopatra or Madonna in the Super Bowl. Yes. Performance. Yeah. You come, you drift yeah. in on a raft or be carried by barely. Mm. You tend to regard God and just kind of flail and stuff like that. Well, yeah. well, well, well you know, just I think it'd be fine. When God jumped off that roof, I screamed. <laughs> I screamed. <laughs> I loved when Sally and Glaze are having sex in the, in the uh, sleeping bag and she says, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no, you curled. Yeah, you didn't do anything to warm me up. <laughs> yeah. I did, um, I did think it was a shame we didn't see what actually happened to um, to Sally. Yeah, well, I thought um, Todd was going to come past and just find Or is it Todd? Because you see a head in the sleeping bag, mm, don't you? And yeah. I thought he was going to pull it back and there'd just be a head. Just yeah. a head. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But then that would have been obvious, so maybe that's why he didn't do it. Yeah. Just to pull it. You know, Glaze is killed with the shears. Yeah, really, he gets really stuck in the tree, doesn't he? That was yeah. really good. I was really, really impressed with that. And then, yeah, there was topless Todd. Was yeah. His, his shirt yeah, buttons were really totally redundant. Yeah, yeah fastened on one of them. Yeah. Maybe he's related to Heinrich. <laughs> <laughs> Heinrich from possession. <laughs> That's him when he grew older. <laughs> In the same year. 
In the same year. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, I came away from this one thinking better than Friday the Thirteenth, not as good as Sleepaway Camp. Because Sleepaway Camp was actually more more efficient as a slasher movie for me. Yeah, Sleepaway yeah. Camp is out of the three yeah. is the best is by far the best one. Yeah, it's, it's got a weird factor as well as in Sleepaway Camp. Bizarre, it's extra, it? it's extra bizarre. Yeah, whereas I think the Burning tries to be different but still a slasher. Yeah, yeah. this is within that like the slasher genre. Where I think Sleeping Camp is. Super Camp is it's something of its own entity it didn't try to be these things but it just is yeah. it's just fabulous because it's so rogue yeah. it's fabulous the music for this was done by Rick Wakeman from Yes yeah. on Yes yeah. Yes 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 who does one of my favourite songs Own Over Lonely Heart mm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and this is this got re-released in like 2000 I don't know with Max George and it's one of the first things that ever made me realise I was gay because in the music video to this there's like a, it's an, a stupid audition scene and like the audition and all these like gorgeous girls and they're all coming in as models and they're all dancing around and it's all meant to be fun and like heterosexual and then this pizza guy comes in and joins in with the dance and I had the biggest crush on him oh. ever. So thank you, Mr. Pizza Guy. You made me gay. Oh, I don't think I know that video. It's bad, but it's fun. Is Rick Wakeman dressed as a wizard by any chance in the video? <laughs> no, you, he's not in it. He used to like doing that in his concerts. Really? Yeah, yes, with a big weird prog one, so he, he dressed up as a wizard. Well, obviously, but the yeah. score's great. Yeah, it's, it is really good. It is really it's good. very... It's actually... Yeah, it's quite, I was going to say it's very Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's part rock, isn't it? So yeah. it's going to be that far, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. It plays really well into it, and he was meant to have an orchestra. Okay. Yeah, he was meant to have a. He'd given like a huge budget, and he was meant to have an orchestra. Spent, and then spent on they just used the, <laughs> they just used the demo, the keyboard demo. <laughs> he um, ended up having problems in the shooting and have to go and reshoot everything. So then they were like. So what we're gonna do is just have you with your simps because we think that would create a really cool sound. And he was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so you got me budget. The score is really creepy. I think. Really I think it's effective. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Give me a synth score over everything. That's coming back, isn't it? That's popular again. Synth. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you nineteen eighty one synths were like when you. Mm. Yeah, exactly. People didn't do you know, synth music was completely novel. It yeah. was like it, it was the time when synth music properly hit the, the mainstream and I'm old enough to actually remember it happening and it being a real thing, you know, using synths as you know, being exciting strange. The voice code and stuff yeah. like that. This is like iconic times. So the same year the burning came out, another video nasty that was a big barrel of fun in every way was released and um it found its way onto the video nasty list I think there were a couple of reasons, but the the most hilarious one um, by accident was just totally by accident. <laughs> so, a bit by accident, I think. Yeah, so we're talking about Toby Hooper's 1981 horror slasher hybrid, The Fun Hills. Who will dare to face the challenge of the monster? Who is mad enough to enter that world of darkness? Something is alive in the funhouse. Something not alive like its father. Something better dead. Something that has the form of a human, 
but not the face. This better be good. It's gonna be great. Something that feeds off the flesh and blood of young innocents. Something that tonight will turn the funhouse into a carnival of terror. Pictures. The Fun House. It's a carnival of terror from Toby Hooper, the director who terrified you with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, four teenagers disobey the parents and go to the tiny little fun house traveling circus that is in town. They decide then, once they get there, they see all the creepy creatures, the girls, girls, girls on show, and decide that they're gonna stay the night inside the actual creepy, scary fun house that is there. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. They ring each other's parents, and parents in the 80s just believed when they said that they were sitting in the <laughs> friend's house. Yeah. Even though they knew that they were going somewhere dodgy. But then they all stay out, they stay in this little creepy fun house, and what? Rape of a strange woman in shoes, and then... Murder, murder, murder. And the little brother's out for no reason at all. Yeah, they don't they, they get an alibi for why the daughter's gone, but they don't even care that the son's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's no yeah. Boys can look after themselves. Yeah. So then you have to see Stranger Things. This is I, I thoroughly enjoyed this film, I think. Yeah. It's it's a really good classic. It's a second best film. It's a what? It's Toe Hooper's second best film. Okay, yeah. Yeah. After Texas. Oh right. I don't agree really <laughs> it's but that's Steven Spielberg film. That's Steven Spielberg <laughs> film, yeah. Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about Salem's Lot? You have Netflix recently. Oh, Salem. there's lots of moments in this that, that are like yeah. taken directly from Salem's Lot. With jo- little Joey's like alone in the carnival and mm. someone's about to jump out of something. Yeah, it's in two parts. Yeah, I'd like to. It's good. It's never got right. It's good. It's a lot of people of a certain age, over 35, I suppose. Uh, it's a lot of root cause of being terrified of horror movies and loving them as well. Salem's Lot, it's a, it was a big okay. deal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's a really I big don't, I don't know how I feel about Toby Hooper. Like, sometimes I feel like everything he done was just by accident. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, because there's like, no... there's lots of questionable. He's really inconsistent. Yeah. But then when he hits it right, he hits it right. He's not like a John Carpenter, is he? No. He's not a John Carpenter yeah, or a, um, you know, Brian De Palma or he's not somebody who's got a, he's, he actually hasn't got a distinctive I wouldn't say distinctive style because there is there are thematic links between yeah, his films, especially this one and Salem's Lot actually. But um he hasn't got like something where you can say, Oh, that's a you'd know a John that's Carpenter film when yeah. you watch it. You'd yes. know a department film where you'd know you know like, like Hitchcock. Or you'd know a Spielberg film. Yeah, you know <laughs> Spielberg's happening. That's yeah. that's yeah. it. You can see that influence yeah. in it and you can't see it in his way. But then yeah. I'll still say that Texas Change Road is probably the scariest film I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Still. 
So she had he had one hit with Texas Chainsaw, and then he could never really recreate it because he, I don't think. No. I mean, some of his films I like. I like Life Force. I think that's a good film. Oh, Life Force. Life Force. Yeah. Um, so should we talk about how this ends up on the video nasties list then? Because it's quite a funny story. The story I heard was that there's another film which is like a weird art house slasher mm-hmm. called The Last House on Dead End Street, which was released under the name The Fun House. <laughs> yeah. Three words, the fun house. Yeah. But it's this film is called the fun house. Mm-hmm. Two words, uh, and someone mistook this film for that one, and this one was banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it does make perfect sense because I came across the same story because that film does not feature on the list, even though it's really yeah. really exploitive and yeah. nasty and grueling. And that film doesn't feature. But I'd this like one to see does. that film. I yeah, know. I want to see this one. Yeah. It is. It's. A, it is about somewhere. It's available. Yeah. I was going to watch it to the same. Um, but also, along with that, I think it's a combination of a story I'd heard long before. I, I came across that mm. while I was looking for this, but originally I'd heard the story that was just because of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. That'd be badness. So I'm thinking it's a combination of the two. That they knew there was a film called The Fun House that was really, really bad. They wanted to buy They knew that. Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre was really, really mm. bad. So you just assumed that it They was... just assumed it was the same one. Combined the two together. Because they're fucking Bandit. stupid. <laughs> and yeah. they had that incession of, I don't need to see it because I know it's bad. I know, well, that's it. Most of, most of them, the video nasties, a lot of them, the people is... hadn't bothered to watch them before no. they banned them. That's yeah. Yeah. When you see Mary Whitehouse interviewed, she actually says that, doesn't she? I don't yeah, need exactly. to see these films to know yeah. they're bad. This yeah. is a hundred percent the tamest of the lot. Yeah, doesn't I don't think there's anything, anything bad in here. I think um, I think actually there's a surprise in there. I think I think um, the scene where Madame Zena is um, murdered. Yeah. That scene for me, I actually found quite disturbing because of the treatment of the monster. Mm. Yeah. The way the dad treats him and and. It, it, I, I did find that to say and I'm not like a right on type person who's like oh you shouldn't but I, I didn't think it was a bit full on and but you're wrong there in the respect that that's not the reason why this got banned like, no no but that's the one like, that's the one thing that that's, I thought that's, that's the same but actually for that time that wouldn't be well, strange behaviour yeah, to treat someone with limb disease like that yeah, well, yeah. that would be normal so that wouldn't even register on the shopping. Yeah, list. yeah. It's the other stuff that would register on the shopping, whereas yeah. that would just be seen as acceptable and normal. Oh yeah, no, no. which is possibly more disturbing. But that's the, but that's in the whole film. That's the one thing that I think is is really quite disturbing, um, and takes it away from just being a tame horror film for me. I just think it's a bit. Yeah, it is a bit like unsettling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, it's all good fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's got that Friday night, 11 o'clock BBC One. Definitely. I'll go on, all right, I've just got in from the pub, I'll watch the rest of it. You know, it's that. It's got that vibe to it, it's, it's, it's got a lovely vibe to it. I like it. the fact that they First had to, it. You have to shoot this in Miami, because it was the only place that had relaxed shooting laws, so that they could... Um, they could use the kids. They could use the kids. Because <laughs> 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 he wasn't allowed to be in it, if he were, like... Because everything had to be at night, because the carnivals had to be at night. Yeah. Um, but there was so much that went wrong with this film, like, production-wise. Do you know what I did? Actually, the other thing that disturbed me was Elizabeth Berridge. And earlier in the film, she's in the shower, and she looks really, really young. She does look young. And she's a, she is actually 19 when this film is shot. Yeah. 
But everybody else who's supposedly the same age as that, actually, when you look at how old they were, yeah. they were all 10 years older than her. So in contrast, she looks younger. But when she's in that first scene, when she's in the shower, and spoiler alert, she gets attacked in the shower. Actually, I found that a bit, <coughs> I found that a bit disturbing. I thought, is she a bit young to be being filmed? Yeah. Naked. Her breasts looked quite young and I was like I was I was questioning I was questioning Matt saying is this disturb is this disturbing you looking at the looking at this and he agreed actually yeah. but she is old she yeah she was nineteen she was an adult yeah yeah um there wasn't anything exploitative in that way but I did find it a bit uncomfortable just because physically her body is very very young yeah 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 I was disturbed by who was attacking her. <laughs> When you find out who's attacking yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, a little yeah. brother's pair went off. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's true. It's a little bit disturbing. But then it's a complete echo of Halloween and yeah. Psycho. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It and has... it, it's the mask on the face. Oh, yeah, and I think, but that was all added in post-production. Oh, like, all, the, the, all the horror paraphernalia on the wall. Everything yeah. wasn't in there. Like, it did, that attack didn't even happen. Yeah, that first, that film, first section. That was all added. That's strange, all that paraphernalia on the wall. No, it's not actually strange in the grand scheme of things. But for for a kid's bedroom, that was really, really strange, all that paraphernalia um, on the wall. I just felt like I get the fact that you've got the rights to Frankenstein. You seem so the monster wore the Frankenstein mask and we were watching mm-hmm. the brother Frankenstein. Yeah. There was a Frankenstein poster. Everything was like... Yeah, it's the one monster you that have you can the use. Right yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then also, like, but then there's like SMN paraphernalia on the wall. I think that's a bit strange. Oh, yeah, my bedroom. When you drop that. <laughs> there was that was another echo. From, Not when you're nine. That was yeah, another. <laughs> that was another echo from Salem was lost as well. The character in that, Annie Glick and Ralphie Glick, um, they go to visit. Um, oh, what's his name? Is it Mark? Who's the main boy in Salem was lost? Anyway, he's obsessed with horror movies. And he's got Frankenstein paraphernalia all around his um, bedroom. Um, so you got that, and then the scenes where Joey in this film is off on his own on looking for his sister and mm-hmm. stuff, and you wait mm-hmm. for him to get grabbed. It's all it, it's all like a leftover mm-hmm. from Salem's Lot. Yeah. And I wonder if it's on purpose or not. It probably is. Same, <coughs> yeah. same writer's director, you know, it's, it's probably going to happen. He's got yeah. nothing else. <laughs> yeah, he's got nothing else, yeah. yeah. I do love the little um, carnival montage where they're doing like the fun, wholesome carnival activities where you see them on rides and <laughs> it's very Americana, isn't it? Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's it. Do you know where the rides broke down? <laughs> For 20 minutes, one of the rides with the octopus <laughs> arms broke down. And continued spinning. I was going to say, it didn't know. actually break down though. No, no, it? like break it down as in it would not stop. You couldn't stop, stop it. 20 minutes. <laughs> so everyone was like puking. And yeah, everyone was throwing up off the side. They couldn't walk afterwards and some people had twisted musculatures. They should have carried on film and that would have been a really good scene to put in. It was added to the horror. Yeah. I'm always, I'm, I don't want to sound bad, but I'm always wary of those like Traveling from first, I have this, you know, this motto. I don't trust them. That could be gone tomorrow. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so if I took anything that's got a getaway plan. Yeah. <laughs> if I lose the leg today, they could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. So you know, but that's literally the plot, isn't yeah, it? That yeah. Oh shit, she's dead. Okay, we'll just go. We'll blame it on the but locals. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like at least Alton Towers couldn't go anywhere. So that girl got a compensation. She made millions. Yeah, she's modelling now. Like well. the, uh, I know, yeah, and she's hot. Good for her. 
the woman in the toilet that harasses them and tells them God is watching oh, yeah. them. Does yeah. it really be? I've met people like that in America. Undertone of homeless people in this, isn't it? There's a lot mm. of homeless characters. Well, I assume. Well, I think it's you? going for like the carny vibe, isn't it? It's like they no, they're still seen as like very much underclass, aren't they? Yeah. No, but I don't think it's they connected. The brilliant thing though about that scene in the bathroom is God is watching you. But then the response of the girl and she says. Oh, I hate people who preach, especially in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom is for two things: shitting and blowjobs. Yes. <laughs> Curriculum one hundred and one. <laughs> yes. Shitting and blowjobs. I did like the magician as well. It looked like a James. It looked mad. Was funny. It might be a James Spazer. I thought it was James Spazer with the face paint on. And his, his facts about Vladimir and Palo were all wrong. All that was, yeah, the, yeah, was they were. The, the, none of this makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> I loved him, but it did, I loved the, the fact that they had the same actor playing the different enough, yeah, the different all aspects of the carnival. Oh, creatures of God, alive, alive, alive. <laughs> it was I brilliant. Him, I loved girls, it. girls, girls as well. Oh, yeah. The they wiggle, they dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was great. But then, of course, there were sisters. Yeah. Because yeah. my sisters, they wiggle, they dance. That's the carny thing. Yeah, well, yeah. That's X in the city. That's X in the city. Yeah. X in the city. And angels. I think there's strip clubs in Liverpool, by the way. Yeah, they wiggle and dance. I think when you do have to go in as well, there's definitely more women than girls as well, aren't they? Well, they're very womanly, yes. They haven't been girls for a while. <laughs> Maybe they went born girls. It's such a bad way, gamers. I'll say that. But, um, I, I do I, like this. A, sorry, go on. I think it was used in the trailer, but his announcement of the actual funhouse is possibly the creepiest bit of the entire film. <laughs> when he's doing his description of what's inside and he's yeah. stone faced. It's really good. When he delivers it, it it's really gripping yeah. draws you in and I was really engaged in that moment that I was it you will scream in terror he's just like repeating stuff like that yeah. as he's getting people onto the rides yeah. and it's like he's probably said it that much he doesn't doesn't really even really believe it anymore but he's still got to give it all and he drags you in and it does it feels like stone and there's no emotion in it mm. it's really engaging the creepiest thing in the film for me was the was the was the model of the fat lady sitting over the front oh door. she's horrible really scary no he's doing like the cows and the cows, yeah. yeah. They were real? They were real, yeah. The cow and the cleft part. Were both of them real? Yeah. Like, because yeah, yeah. I knew the cleft part was real. Two and I just cow. kind of thought that was really cute. I liked that cow. Yeah. But the other one, no. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. they put a casting call out for, you know. Ugly cows. Ugly <laughs> <laughs> Three cows. Oh. Oh, wow. I auditioned. Well. <laughs> I think uh, an actual carnival, travel carnival, did answer the, answer the casting yeah. call. And we're like, we've got. I think there's 18 different animals that were. Vaughan's and they used a few of them in the film. Oh, poor cows. See the the line I am um, I loved when they were talk when they, they thought it'd be a fun wholesome activity to all go and watch the looking at the strip show and even yeah. the girls and the fighting over it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't find my own. Don't find my own. And then walk around the corner and there's a pervy old guy. Looking yeah, through. the best bit she gets. I'll go and find my own hole, and then she goes, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, Madame Zena when they piss it off and she says, don't come back or I'll break every bone in your fucking bodies. <laughs> I'm scared of Madame Zena, and I was kind of disappointed that she met that face. I know. Because she was tough as fuck. Yeah. 
when she was getting when she was getting murdered, I don't know if you noticed there was a box of Fruit Loops in the background. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and I just loved that little note in the background. There was a box of Fruit Loops. I love um, that entire scene from above where she's like one kind of a. It, it's just very weird. Like I don't know. It's just a bit of an uncomfortable scene, and she's like, you can see the arm there, and then she wipes her hand on her own. The blanket as she walks away. It's a bit of a strange scene to see in a film. Especially a mainstream film. Yeah. A mainstream yeah. horror film like that, yeah. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. Just she's... relax. Just... Sylvia Miles, who plays Madame Zena, little queer, little queer connection. She was best friends with Andy Warhol. Oh, well. And she used to go to him to everything that they could go to. And apparently, I don't know if this is true, the, the, the term she would attend the opening of an envelope was allegedly coined for her. <laughs> oh. Wow. Although it's a good film, and the tagline "Pray to get, pay to get in, pray to get out." Oh, that's cool. I thought it it tailed off after about fifty minutes for me. Yeah. Once, mm. but I think all the setup for it is really, really good. Yeah. But then once you actually get inside and you find out what it is, I, I kind of lost a little bit. Although like, the scene where she's stuck in the uh, in the in the vent mm. and he's yeah. coming towards her, I thought was truly, really mm. scary. And I quite liked, but I didn't have me. Surround sound, but I heard this from the special features that the only turn the surround sound because it was very early surround sound, the only turn it on during the fun house scenes mm. and nothing else in the film, which I think is a nice yeah, little yeah. production value. Yeah, yeah. and touch. the way it's lit and everything just seems really nice. There's like lots of like greens and oranges coming through from the corners of the screen. I just it kind of looks a lot more expensive than it actually is for the film, you know what I mean? Yeah. At times it reaches above what the film is. Well, that's the sign of a good director as well, isn't mm. it? He knows what he's doing to make mm. it look as good as he can. There's some great names of actors in this film. Some strange names. You've got Cooper Huckabee. Yeah. Which is probably the best one, but there's Largo Woodruff. <laughs> <laughs> and Rebuka Hoy. Wow. And you think, those are, those are great stage names. Yeah. How they've come up with them, I've no idea. Or well, maybe they're real. Maybe they were born with them. Maybe they were born. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> I think um, just the, the final scene of this is great. When she she stumbles out of the fun house at the end, and if you've ever been to Ebbly Street in Liverpool, around uh, six o'clock in the morning, yeah, yeah. when the when G Bar and Garlands kick out, <laughs> staggering out into and everyone's staggering into the first bit of sunlight they've seen oh, in like twelve awful, hours, awful. And that is exactly what that girl looks like. Yeah, and she's just wandering through, and nobody gives a shit that she looks like shit. It's a terrible, terrible feeling. <laughs> I pass shoes every Monday morning on my way to work. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good film. It's it's a good it's good fun. If you're looking for a video nasty, if you if you're working your way through the video nasties list like we all have, um, and you want something that's sort of um, a bit really lighter, lighter but really satisfying as mm-hmm. well, really nostalgic, then I think the two films we've spoken about tonight, mm-hmm. the burning and the fun house, both sort of tick those boxes. Yeah. They're actually really you know they're really good horror films. Um, so I do I do highly recommend those um, you do use quite a few like deep focus shots in this film which you don't see very often even at this time even in the 80s yeah which is what I quite liked which scenes deep focus it's where um, two things are in focus at the same time right where they're in the car to start Amy and Liz yeah and they're talking but they're both in focus he's sitting in the front and she's sitting in the back oh right yeah okay and you don't and I think there's one like one where I think there's a hook hanging and they're at the other end of the corridor mm. and the hooks in focus and they're in focus as they're walking yeah. down the corridor. So yeah. it's, it's just a trick that they used to use, like uh, okay. the fifties and sixties. You get a few few Jallo use it as well. 
I think there's a good one at the start of Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Right. The killer is on a step, and the step's in focus, and then it's looking at you following the killer in the distance. Right. So they use that quite a bit in this film, uh, okay. which you don't see very often, so I quite like it. Yeah, yeah. I never noticed that last time. Last yeah. The thing uses it quite a bit as well. Yeah. This one lasted, I think, a year on the list, and then someone realised what they'd done and took it off. Again in I think it was, it's reclassified now as a 15, isn't it? Yeah. If you buy it now, it's. Yeah. Which I think it's still a push. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty tame. It's pretty tame. It's like one of those point horror mm. stories, yeah. isn't it? It's like a teen horror film. Yeah, it'd be called Goosebumps now, wouldn't it? It would be a Goosebumps. <laughs> it, would be a, it would be a Goosebumps. Like, I've actually probably episode. been more scared by Goosebumps, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not, it's not that it's not scary. There's a lot more shitty shit than that. It's not that it's not scary, that there's a lot of great atmosphere, and the bit where Joey gets grabbed as well, mm. I thought was really scary. But yeah, there you go. So they're... And, they're and you didn't get many mutants wanked off by an older woman in Goosebumps either. I don't know, I haven't read one for a while, maybe you get those choice ones now, don't you, where you choose which your destiny is. Maybe that's one of the maybe. options. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Do you wank off the stranger creature? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'd always choose that option. Turn to page 72. <laughs> uh, Come join the circus. And we'll see you next time with the rest of the Screaming Queen.